There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombacher. Joining me as always is Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. And helping us move from awareness to action this week is Janice Smith, the Executive Director of the Phoenix Community Tool Bank, a nonprofit tool lending program that provides organizations access to an inventory of tools for use in volunteer and community benefit projects. Welcome, Jana. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to have you on. Satari, do you have a favorite tool? Oh, I didn't know what question you would. Oh, okay. I didn't see this. Okay. Um, (laughs) I was like, how is he going to do this? Um, I do not have a favorite tool. I think like shovels are pretty handy. So let's go with that. When was the last time you used a shovel, Centauri? Probably the last time I engaged with Phoenix Community Tool Bank building a a playground. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Jan, I, I saw on your website that nail guns are your favorite, so I think that that's very admirable. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And I've actually used one now that I've worked at the tool bank. Awesome. Okay. I don't think I've ever used a nail gun, but they are intense, intense tools for sure. So, <laughs> Well, speaking of you never having used one before working at the tool bank, how did you arrive at the tool bank from uh, from where you were before? Yeah. Um, so gosh, um, I never would have thought, uh, if somebody would have asked me 15, 20 years ago, if I would have be running a warehouse full of tools, uh, creating community impact, I would have laughed and told them that they were absolutely ridiculous. Um, but here I am. So, um, I feel like, yeah, I, I never really set out, um, with an intent to work in nonprofit. I actually, have very useful, um, that's a joke, uh, degrees from uh, Indiana University in um, biology and criminal justice with a minor in psychology. Wow. So I, yeah, so I did absolutely nothing with my degrees, um, <laughs> career related. <laughs> I think like most, uh, well, I'd like to imagine like most 18 year olds, they really didn't know what they wanted to do. Um, when I graduated, so I thought, maybe I'll go to med school one day, so I should get a degree in biology. Nice. And then I was like three-fourths, yeah, right? And then I was like three-fourths done with my biology degree and was like, well, I don't really know if I want to go to med school, but I really enjoyed this like abnormal psych um, class around um, uh, like criminal, from the criminal justice department. Maybe I should just get a degree in criminal justice because why not, right? So uh, I finished, I went ahead and finished that. And so I, I ended up two majors and then um, graduated and decided I wanted to move to Arizona um, and uh, just started looking for a job. And my mom actually works in nonprofit. She actually um, runs a, a nonprofit in Indiana. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And I was applying for all these jobs and, in the criminal justice field, like probation officer and those types of things. Um, and she's like, well, why don't we just go be a case manager somewhere? Because nonprofit community is always looking for degree right. people and you can probably find it, right? <laughs> um, and you can probably find a, a job and just start working and um, and gain some experience and, and, you know, see what you like, see what's out there. And I really 
didn't know how vast the nonprofit community was until I, I got started. So I did that. I just started applying for chief manager jobs and I, um, actually, somebody actually hired me. <laughs> um, and I, um, so I was hired as a case manager back in 2002. So uh, now 16 years in the nonprofit world. So I guess it's stuck. Um, but I was hired as a, as a case manager at Tumbleweed Center for Youth Development um, at their Tempe Youth Resource Center. So I spent the first 10 years of my nonprofit career um, working with homeless youth. And that had me hooked. I, um, I really enjoyed working in the nonprofit community. And I was so impressed with the ability of nonprofits to be resourceful while still, you know, focusing on their mission. And I love that I could leave at the end of the day and feel like um, I accomplished something for my community um, while still being able to, to have a career. So um, I spent a couple of years as a case manager and then as a program manager at the Tempe Youth Resource Center. And so it was literally a month from um, my 10 year anniversary. And I was like, you know, I've 10 years in the nonprofit world, um, maybe I should see if, if that's really what I want to do. Um, so I spent a year and a half not in the nonprofit world. Um, okay. I actually worked as, as a government contractor. And I, I'm surprised I made it a year and a half. Um, but <laughs> made it a year and a half and really realized that the nonprofit world is, is where I want to be. And I, um, while I was still at Tumbleweed, I did a, a graduate certificate at Lodestar in nonprofit leadership and management. Um, so just, you know, really working towards broadening my nonprofit um, knowledge base. Um, and uh, so after the year and a half, well, really about a year after I started looking, okay, what do I want to do next? I know I want to get back into nonprofit. Um, what, you know, what, what do I, you know, what are my goals? What do I want to do? And I came across the job description for Phoenix Community Tool Bank, and at that point, it was not a uh, formalized organization here, um, and so no building, no tools, no staff yet, just a board of dedicated folks that um, were excited to launch um, a affiliate here in Phoenix, and I read the job description, and I was like, there were a couple of things that really blew me away about Tool Bank. Um, one is that nobody else is doing it, so it's not a duplication. It's not another tool bank, or it's not another nonprofit that's functioning, but just like slightly <laughs> different, or you know, it's just a completely different model than um, anything that anyone's doing here in Phoenix. Um, and I'd never really even heard of, you know, had I not learned later about the other affiliates, um, right. really that I thought anyone was doing in the in the U.S. Um, and so I love that it unique and different and fitting a niche and most important it's not just that it's doing something different but it's it's fitting a niche and i i knew that because at tumbleweed um you know we had multiple multiple locations one facility guy anytime we wanted to do like a volunteer project even though we had a facilities person it generally fell on the program manager to um to plan that and kind of execute and so I knew what doing a big project, we re renovated our floors, we painted our you know, building. I knew what doing kind of a larger scale volunteer project um, was like and having to plan that and then going, that's cool. I have like, you know, 20 volunteers coming from X organization, but, you know, now how do I get the tools? 
Um, and so I just, I knew it would do really well in Phoenix. And um, I was really excited to be part of, of something, of starting something and launching something um, and, and helping create and shape something that would, you know, ultimately serve our community for hopefully years to come. So um, I, that was in May of 2014, I applied for the job and luckily they hired me and I've been here ever since. That's awesome. May of 2014. So mm -hmm. let me do some quick math on there. A little over four years. So you've, yeah. you've been there four years? <laughs> I know, right? Crazy. Oh, my land. <laughs> I know. I, I, I can't help but uh, but get the sense that, that Centauri's taken a very familiar tone with you. How, how, how long have you guys known each other? Oh, since 2012, oh 11, maybe? Okay, a long time. Yeah. yeah. We did the same. Yeah, we did the same leadership program and quickly gravitated towards each other. Okay, cool. Excellent. So four years of running the organization. And one of the questions we'd like to ask everybody is, what are the top three things that you've learned over the past three years? So what are the top three things you've learned over the past three or four years? Oh, um, I have to narrow it down to three. <laughs> um, so, so a startup, one of the things that I learned as a startup is really hard. <laughs> um, incredibly challenging in ways that I didn't even, I think, realize. Um, you know, I'd always, I'd always worked or volunteered for organizations that were really well known. So when you said, hey, oh, yeah, I'm going to volunteer at Boys and Girls Club or I'm going to, you know, I work at Tumbleweed um, here in the community when, you know, Tumbleweed was 40 plus years um, old providing services. So the majority of the people knew um, that they at least, you know, that, that they worked with homeless youth um, and having worked now at a startup and having to literally say, I work at the tool bank and then, you know, spend the next two minutes explaining um, what the tool bank is and why we're relevant and how we function and right. then giving all these questions. Um, just even, you know, something that's easy as knowing when, when you say what you do, people, you know, are, they instantly have a picture of, of, how that functions. Whereas when you say I work at the tool bank, um, you get kind of that blank stare. Um, and, and that goes, you know, just and for volunteers, for um, member agencies, especially for funders, which makes it really, you know, just that extra step difficult in um, securing support. Uh, and everyone wants to know your impact, right? And so when you're starting off, you have little impact and then you grow your impact and you grow your impact and um so it's exciting to see how we've evolved over the last couple of years and um go back to people that you know maybe said wow that sounds like a good idea but i really you know let's see what you do and to be able right. to go back to them now and say we've loaned almost a million and a half um dollars worth of tools into our arizona communities in the last three years um that's what we did which is it's, it's kind of cool but very I definitely cool. think one of the yeah yeah super cool to say, um, and I'm and I'm proud of because I've literally loaned a lot of those tools working in the warehouse. So um, it's it's cool to see that the projects go out and um, the member agencies um, excited about what they're doing and and to hear that um, what our tools are doing in the community. So you know I think 
Um, I don't know if I would ever work in a startup again, but um, I learned a lot of lessons. And I think that one of the things I, you know, um, I've learned as funny as it sounds is to, to learn from your lessons. Um, and I, I hope that we haven't made any mistakes twice. Um, and we've made a lot of mistakes because we're new and, and growing and trying to figure out um, who we are and, and what we want to be. And we're lucky enough to be part of a national organization. So um, I have folks that have, you know, paved the way in some areas, but we're in a completely different market. Um, and so when summer hits and we, that first summer hit, and we were really slow. Um, I had to, I had to figure out, you know, then what do we want to do to increase our inventory for inside projects? And, you know, just kind of thinking through things that maybe some of our other affiliates haven't had to, to look at. So, you know, I think um, really just paying attention to when you fail and not looking at it as a failure, but really an opportunity to say, how can I not do this next time? Or how can we improve um, so that we can, can do better um, moving forward. Uh, what is that? Is that two questions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, so we're a very small operation. Um, we're actually, a, I'm our only employee. And um, that's also very different. I've always worked for large organizations where you have, you know, it, your IT department, your development department, um, and uh, as a single employee, I've really, I've, I've learned to like lean on the folks and surround myself with folks that are going to be um, engaged and, and supportive. So our board of directors for sure is one of our biggest strategic assets. And, you know, it's, we really look to find people that are passionate about creating community change and not so much about tools because that's not really what we're about. But beyond our boardroom, just surrounding my social network with um, folks that, you know, are, are going to be supportive and can help me. I know Centauri and I have had lots of conversations about various topics related to nonprofits. Um, and it's a great opportunity to, like, learn from folks that have already done it or folks that have good, good ideas and, and, and be able to put those into um, action. Well, that is awesome stuff. Jana, will you be able to, um, uh, I, cause I know you like to talk a lot about the impact. Can you tell us about your favorite, um, your favorite build or a place or a story about where you got to see your tools work well in action? Yeah, for sure. Um, can I share two? <laughs> cause we just have that many great ones. Of course. Go for um, it. <laughs> so I think one of the coolest projects and Centauri, you'll be able to, to, uh, chime in or feel this, um, is our, when we are able to support Kaboom Builds um, in our community. And so for those that don't know, Kaboom is a national nonprofit that helps schools, community centers, uh, low-income housing, um, basically uh, any place where it makes sense, cities, um, to bring and build playgrounds. So there's a grant process and, um, you know, you, Centauri probably knows the back side of it better than I do, but um, basically Kaboom partners with the organization and ultimately you bring a playground to that community. Well, we, um, and you build the playground in essentially a weekend, but really it goes up in one day. And so it's about bringing a couple hundred volunteers in and they always need tools for that. And so um, one, and 
typically Kaboom has folks, the organization, like, you know, get tools from wherever they can or purchase those tools. And so um, I am so proud to say that when you do a Kaboom build, we have everything that's on their required tool list, and they're very strict about their required tool list. Um, but we carry everything in inventory that you would need to do a playground. And so just last year, we helped build six Kaboom playgrounds um, wow. in Arizona. Which is, wow, yeah, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, to me, I just, I love the fact that an organization, you know, um, has the opportunity to bring this playground when they didn't have safe place, safe place for their kids to play as it was, but also then that the tool piece of it. So, and just to give you an idea, usually our Kaboom builds are anywhere from eight to $10,000 worth of tools that um, an, an organization will borrow. So they're equipping anywhere from 200 to 300 volunteers. So it's not a small project and it's not like they're borrowing a, a shovel um, and a hammer from us. It's a, it's a large quantity of tools that go out the door that you, know, you get to see go out nice and clean and come back um, super dirty, but know that a, a playground was built. So I love Kaboom built, and I love when the Kaboom people bring them back because that organization brings them back because they're always so happy that the that now that they have this really cool playground and um, it's it's cool to see it go up in one day. Oh, very much. I think that's awesome. Well, Jenny, you mentioned that what you're doing is is helping to facilitate community change, it's not necessarily lending tools. I think that we all understand that that you're a place where people can come in and get tools, but what? tell us about what the mission of the organization really is. Yeah, so our mission, you know, we're in the process nationally of revamping our mission. So I'll, I'll give you our current mission and I'll tell you that it doesn't really speak to what we do. So our mission is that we steward an inventory of tools uh, to uh, to borrow for charitable organizations for mission-related projects. Um, but I always tell people to think of the, the tool bank more as a resource for the nonprofit community. So we don't just carry tools. We also carry special event equipment. And, uh, you know, what I love about being part of the tool bank network is they give us a lot of autonomy to, um, to be uh, what our communities need us to be. And so um, one of the, the neat things um, that Phoenix has done is we actually carry portable dental equipment as well. Um, and this was um, actually a partnership between Delta Dental Foundation and, and Tool Bank where they, they came to us and said, you know, we see this need for the portable dental equipment to be in the community borrowed by lots of organizations. Um, and we want to know if you'll basically be the facilitator of that. And so nice. um, that's really where I, yeah, I, that, and that's to me really what I, I use that example because I think that truly um, shares what the tool bank is about is to really be a connector um, for the nonprofit community. If there's a resource that you don't have to go out and buy, um, you know, that, that we can provide that. And it's a shared, um, you know, uh, tool, so to speak, or equipment. I think that's great. What is what is portable dental equipment consist of? <laughs> In our inventory, it consists of uh, Nomad X-ray machines um, and the laptop, all the software. So basically, 
Um, you can take x-rays um, in the field, uh, anywhere, a school, gymnasium, to a shelter, um, exam chairs, practitioner chairs, and some lighting. So it's really about um, kind of being able to, to go in and assess um, a, a client to see it, what type of dental work they get they might need before they actually get to the clinic or if they need to go to the clinic. Got it. Okay. All right. So you mentioned that, that, that the mission is going to be changing a little bit. What, what, what are you expecting? Um, I think, you know, we've had some initial talks and um, we really want to focus on that community impact piece. So it'll, less, it'll be less about tools. Um, it, tools may not even be in our mission and more about, you know, tool banks are creating community or equipping, you know, nonprofits to create community change. Got it. Excellent. Well, I know that, uh, that innovation technology has helped to, to change a lot of, uh, a lot of industry for the better and certainly a lot of nonprofit organizations. How do you see it benefiting what you're doing? You know, you wouldn't think that technology would play such a big role in something like um, a tool bank, but um, it is actually probably our biggest um, asset that we receive from our national office, as well as um, just strategically a big asset for us in that um, organizations actually order all their tools online. And so we have a platform that was built for us back in 08 um, that is our tool lending platform. And we're currently in the process of updating that platform. Um, but that really is what allows the, the tool bank to efficiently lend tools um, to our member agencies. So just to, to give people a snapshot, because I know it's probably hard to, like, I, I get it. I say tool bank, and people are like, what's that? And then I try to explain. Um, <laughs> but really, so we carry about $250,000 worth of tools in our inventory, and we have about 200 tool types. So we can equip large projects. We can also equip a variety of projects. Um, but keeping track of all of that for us is a huge endeavor. Right. And so I can only imagine um, what what we would be like if we had to run off a pen and paper system. Um, well, luckily I can kind of imagine it because our Atlanta Community Tool Bank is 26 years old. And so um, uh, they like to tell stories about when people would fax uh, their handwritten orders. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, I like my head starts spinning when that happens. Um, and so, I, you know, it's already difficult to get organizations to kind of understand how our process works, but I, I can't imagine if I had to send them a paper list of what we do for them to send me a handwritten request back via fax. We don't even have a fax machine here. I didn't even set one up because I thought who faxes anymore. <laughs> um, but um, the, the, having the, the technology for folks to be able to go in, see our inventory, see a picture of it, um, I really think makes us um, more, obviously more efficient in what we do, but also uh, more business-like. We're, we're not wasting all that time and that back and forth, but really empowering our member agencies to go in and see what we have, make that request, 
and then all we have to do is get it ready for them. Um, and, and they can go out and create the community impact that they, they want. Nice. Jana, what is the, uh, I'm curious, what's the most requested tool and what is the strangest tool that you have? Um, so the, mo- <laughs> the most requested tool is a shovel, by the way. <laughs> and I think it's because, you know, from a building project to a landscaping project, shovels kind of cross the, the, uh, the landscape, so to speak. But otherwise, it seems like tools kind of fall in a couple of different categories. They're, you're either building construction, you're landscaping, or um, you're a special event. Uh, I think by far our our oddest tool that it goes back to if it, if it's going to help a nonprofit and I can put it into inventory and especially if it gets donated, which is what the majority of the of the tools that we carry are. Um, we carry artificial plants in inventory. Okay. So folks can yeah. <laughs> so folks can borrow everything from um, uh, table size greenery to small or to taller shrubs um, for special events or um, conferences, those types of things to kind of liven up their space. Um, and we and we have member agencies that borrow them for all kinds of things for obviously like special events, and they'll put them on their seven repeats on the side, just add a little something on tables. We had an organization borrow them so they could put them in front of a window to kind of block what was behind that. Um, but yeah, we carry artificial plants. A tool well for every job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and. For people who are listening and they're interested in helping, are are you at peak tool? Are you always looking for more tools? How does that work? Oh, we're always looking for more tools. And you know what? Now we're in a position where we have learned what our community needs. So one of the things that um, our member agencies receive after they place an, after they return their order um, through our automated system is a survey um, about you know their experience with us because customer service is huge for us um, and uh, and also then what tool we didn't have um, that they uh, that they might need and I think you'd be surprised at the the types of projects that we uh, um, support in the member agencies that um, borrow them. So it's not just, you know, going out and, and rehabbing homes or um, landscape. We have nonprofits that borrow um, tools for all kinds of things. And so we, we ha- always have a growing list um, of what our, our current needs are or tools that we run out of during peak season. Okay. And how can people access that list? How how would you like for people to best engage with you and the group? So um, the best way to – there is – the list is on our website, um, which is just www.phoenixtoolbank.org. Or um, I always encourage people to just email me directly or give me a call. My email is Jana, J-A-N-A dot Smith at toolbank.org. Org. And my my number is 602-692-2473. Um, we are still a relatively new uh, tool bank or nonprofit in the in the Phoenix market. If you think about it, we're 
Um, we've only officially been open um, three years, three and a half years. And so um, if people want to come down and see our warehouse or see the types of tools that we carry, talk about the projects that we do. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm a one person um, operation. So I always love visitors and guests. Um, I'll give you a tour and, and show off our tool bank and um, tell you about some of the projects that we've um, done. Well, very, very, very cool. Awesome. And the final question, knowing that the whole world would hear it, what plea would you make? Um, I think the, the, I would plea that you learn more about your local tool bank. Um, you know, I think we are really um, kind of a quiet, uh, force multiplier. Uh, not a lot of people know about us unless you've used us and or needed us. And so um, I, I get a lot of last minute phone calls um, like, oh my gosh, I have, you know, 50 people coming tomorrow and, and I need tools. Um, so I would encourage, especially if you sit on a board, if you are engaged in a nonprofit and you're listening to this, just take five minutes to check out our website. We have a ton of information on there, how to register, how our program works. Um, and learn ahead of time before you meet us because you're probably eventually going to meet us um, in the nonprofit world. And so um, take a couple minutes to learn and register now, and that way you'll be all set and you don't have to call me panicking two hours before your project. I love it. <laughs> well, Janet, we really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, no, so just thank you guys so much for having me. I love the opportunity to uh, talk about nonprofit and tool bank. And um, like I said, we're a new nonprofit. So any opportunity for anyone to, to learn about what we do and be like, oh, I didn't know that existed in my community <laughs> is, is uh, fantastic for me. So thank you. Awesome. Centauri, anything we forgot to talk about? Answered all my questions. Thanks for being on, Jenna. Excellent. Yes, Jen, we definitely appreciate it. And to the listeners, thanks as always for listening. Please do subscribe to the show and share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. And as always, keep questioning because the struggle is real.